What's up, Internet? Welcome to the Professionally Silly Podcast. It's your audible boo thing, Amber Smiles Jones. And this is a podcast where we talk about true crime, the paranormal, and crazy shit that I find online. Hosted by me, the coolest solo podcaster on earth. So, what's going on with me? Uh, I'm sure you all care. <laughs> So, she says sarcastically, so uh, we had ourselves in Los Angeles an earthquake last weekend and uh, it scared the hell out of me. I, f- I believe it was a, a, a 4.6 magnitude earthquake, uh, which in my personal experience is a big one. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I was like, what the fuck? So, uh, it's about, <laughs> it was about, um, I think it was like a, about 11.30 p.m. or a little closer to midnight. And I was chilling, sitting on my couch, watching NCIS, because technically, I don't know, I guess I'm middle-aged, I don't know. But (laughs) that show was awesome, let's be honest. So the guy, by the way, the guy who plays on that show on NCIS, uh, he plays very special uh, agent Anthony Donozo. He he used to play Logan on on the Dark Angel series. That was the science fiction uh, series where Jessica Alba was like a subhuman soldier or some shit. It, it was dope as fuck. It was, it was a dope as fuck. Anyway, 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 I was totally falling asleep, right, while watching NCIS and doing that thing where I try to convince myself and I'm not really tired, but in actuality, I'm exhausted as fuck, so my eyes are like fluttering and shit. But what I really wanted was to, uh, to find out if Special Agent Gibbs was going to save the day again. Yeah, he did, by the way. So I ended up watching it. Then, then the episode ended and I tried to convince myself to start watching a brand new episode because it was a continuance of the one that I had just finished watching, right? It was like, to be continuous, like, oh, I gotta see what happens, right? So right as the episode started to begin, my eyes like started to flutter even more. They were like fluttering and shit. And I was like, uh, you know, you're just tired as fuck. You're just trying to stay awake, but you can't, you know? Because I, I, I was struggling. I really was. I was trying to stay awake. Then I thought I heard like a huge truck go by. Then I heard like a, a kid screaming and that woke me up. Okay. <laughs> and then I became a little more aware of what was going on around me. So I, I took a, it took a couple of seconds for me to realize that it was a fucking earthquake. Like, honestly, it wasn't until my cat, Samantha, my cat, uh, Sammy, she freaked the fuck out. Okay. And I probably wouldn't have figured it out if it wasn't for her. So she started running towards the closet, like in a panic. And I was afraid that, you know, something would fall on her or something. Cause I didn't know how big this earthquake could have turned into. It could have gotten larger. Were things going to fall down? Was the ceiling going to come in? I, I didn't know. So, uh, what I did was I picked her up as she was running, like beelining to the closet. I grabbed her, you know, and, and I held her close which is something cats do not enjoy. Uh, But luckily for me, I was wearing a sweatshirt at the time, so her nails did not penetrate my flesh. Anywho, after about a minute or so, uh, to be honest with you, I have no idea how long it lasted. To me, it felt like forever. But after it ended, I I put Sammy down and she was all right. And I I was waiting uh, for the aftershock, but it never came. So I went to sleep. Twas twas lovely beginning to my weekend it was yes <laughs> so did any of you guys experience the earthquake last weekend let me know on twitter at it's pro silly on our twitter page okay so on with the show 
Last week, we talked about uh, serial killer Anthony Sowell, Sowell, that asshole, uh, also known as the Cleveland Strangler. Man, that was an interesting episode. I I was hella, hella, hella on my soapbox for that episode. We, We talked about more than just the murders. We took a deep dive into some important ass conversations and my buddy EJ stopped by once again and joined us as our guest host and uh, that episode was uh, it was interesting it was a very interesting true crime episode and OMG researching it took forever understood good god if you haven't heard it already uh, that episode don't worry it's still up make sure you check that shit out this week this week I said we were going to try to keep things light in the last episode. I said the next episode, we're going to keep things light. So what's lighter than one of the scariest urban legends in the world? Bloody Mary. Now, I'm sure many of you have heard of her before. Many kids, my friends included, have, uh, myself included too, have, uh, have even played the Bloody Mary game. You know, when you go into the bathroom, you dim the lights or light a candle, look in the mirror and say Bloody Mary three times or 13 times or whatever, whatever you grew up learning as a legend. Now, apparently there are different variations of the game. Now, (laughs) look, the only kind of Bloody Mary I like comes in a glass with vodka. And if I'm lucky, it's out of bacon. I would love it, love it, before we get started, love it, love it, love it if you guys would leave me a five-star and written review on Apple Podcasts. That would be extremely helpful because it would help me out. Uh, Because when I do get good views, uh, good reviews, it puts the Professionally Silly Podcast in the algorithm to be heard by more listeners. It will start to suggest me more, which is awesome, okay? So the more good reviews I get, the better my chance uh, I have on reaching more listeners, which would be awesome, let's be honest. And do me a huge favor, uh, pause me for a moment and uh, take a quick, leave me a quick review on Apple Podcasts, you know? Mm. <sighs> I was thirsty. <laughs> so yeah, leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and support your girl because um, I'm trying to get a, ta- a, a tiny taste just a, just a just a smidgen just of a smidgen of a taste of what success smell tastes like just a, just a small taste of success I want to taste that <laughs> if you haven't already uh, take a listen to my older episodes and uh, share your thoughts about them on the podcast Twitter page uh, at it's pro silly also I have an Instagram for the page as well and it's also called it's pro silly so check that out and for now on the Instagram page will have photos and or videos pertaining to the episodes, so make sure you take a look as you listen along and uh, have some fun. So, uh, oh, oh, yeah, that's right, that's right, I keep forgetting to this. You guys can also leave a message or text my Google Voice number as well to share your opinion on the episode, 805-664-1828, 805-664-1828, okay, Let's get into Mary and all of her bloodiness. Why, hello there. I see you at the other side of the mirror. 
What are you waiting for? Turn those lights off. Light a candle. Oh, you're too scared. Oh, come on. I'm not real. <laughs> you want to prove to your friends that you're not a coward? That you're extreme? That you're so savage? Go ahead. Taunt me. Summon me. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. <laughs> My friend and I had a slumber party and they dared her to do Bloody Mary. You know, you go to the bathroom, turn off the lights, light a candle, chant Bloody Mary 13 times and she will appear. For about 15 minutes, nothing happened. Then we heard her scream and she tried to get out of the bathroom. But the door was stuck, but it didn't have a lock. We got her out and she was crying and whimpering like a madman. We asked her what happened. She showed us her arms and there were scars that had never been there before. Tons of them, like 20 scars. A few days later, they disappeared. She won't tell us what happened or what she saw. When we asked her about it, she pretended not to know what we were talking about. She just looks at us in a hateful way. Look, I don't know about you guys, but I've always wondered if Bloody Mary was a real person. I've definitely heard the stories about what happens if you say her name a certain amount of times for sure. You know, oh, and by the way, you guys, we have Carla to thank us for this uh, for this episode topic, a, a, a pro silly listener. who thank you so much. She actually hit me up on um, on our Twitter page. It's pro silly Twitter page. So uh, and she suggested this episode topic. So shout out to Carla for her suggestion and her support because she also subscribes to both of my YouTube channels. So thank you, boo. I appreciate you. <laughs> OK, so Mary. Bloody, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. And now the podcast episode is over. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I'll see you guys next week. Oh my God. <laughs> what if that was really the entire episode? Like, what if that was it? Okay, all right, all right, all right. Seriously, let's get into Bloody Mary. Is that like a, is that a, is that like a, that's what she said moment? Or did I stretch that one a, a bit? Okay, moving on. All right. Now, apparently, sorry. Apparently, there are several different types of ways to play Bloody Mary. Some people say her name three times. Some people say her name 13 times. Some people spin in a circle each time they say her name. It, it's really up to the legend you're familiar with and your intentions. Now, the way I remember playing uh, you know, this game is going into a windowless room, like a bathroom or something like that. 
um, and you, you light the candle, turn the lights out, and you look into the mirror and you say, Bloody Mary, three times in a row. You know, and I remember doing this as a kid, but I don't remember what happened after that. Like, I'm dead ass. I, I may, maybe I blocked that shit out from fear. I don't know. But I remember doing it with my cousins, I think. And um, I was either in Savannah, Georgia, or it could have been the cousins in Pennsylvania. I don't, I, I know cousins were involved. I just don't know which ones. But <laughs> after saying her name three times in the dark, I don't remember what happened after that. I think one of my cousins screamed and then after that, nothing. I don't remember a damn thing. I really don't. I must have blocked that out. So we're just going to let that be where it is. Also, I do apologize ahead of time if you guys hear my neighbor's annoying fucking dog barking. He's really cute. He's super cute, but he never shuts the fuck up. Okay, (laughs) moving on. Now, it is said that after you say her name three times, her ghost her ghost will appear. Okay. A woman will appear in the mirror and tell you your future, or it would show you the image of the person you're trying that you're supposed to marry. But if you see a skull, you die before you marry, which, you know, that sucks. (laughs) Now I've, I've never heard any of that before. When I was a kid, we were just told that if you said her name three times, she would come out the mirror and get you. That's, that's what they said. That's (laughs) you motherfuckers getting your futures told and shit. I missed out on all that. Okay. Maybe I got the skull when I was a kid and I blocked that shit out because I've been single for a long ass time. So I'm wondering if that's what the fuck happened. Uh Oh, (laughs) I, I, um, I even heard stories that she would appear covered in blood or as a corpse, which is also gross. Ew. And uh, <laughs> it is said that she could, she would like scream at you or curse at you or drink your blood, scratch your eyes out, strangle you, or, you know, just steal your soul, whatever. <laughs> Honestly, don't know what would actually happen. And most people, they usually stop before they get to the third Bloody Mary. Or I guess if you do it 13 times, they probably stop before they get to the 12th. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not really sure if I believe in it, but I'm also too afraid to try it. So I guess, I mean, as an adult, so I I guess perhaps maybe I do believe. Because if you weren't, if you didn't believe, you wouldn't be afraid to do it, right? I don't know. But did you know that Bloody Mary was a real person? And she earned the nickname that we all know her as, Bloody Mary. And I'm going to tell you why really soon. Now, why don't we discuss a little history of the woman who was considered to be one of the most evil queens in history? Oh, hunty, just wait, because I got the tea on Miss Mary. Are you into the secret histories of exorcisms, Christmas massacres, killdozers, and concert disasters? How about haunted mansions, the Philadelphia experiment, the dorm of death, or... 
candy corn? Then you're going to love Ghost Town, a hilarious and sometimes not so hilarious twice-weekly podcast. On Wednesdays, we discuss the secret history of an abandoned, unexplored, haunted, or mysterious place from anywhere in the world. And on Fridays, we cover an amazing historical failure from any time in history. Ghost Town is 100% safe and legal. We guarantee it. It's also fun, spooky, and can contain a riot, a massacre, a murder, or an arch deluxe. I'm Rebecca Lieb. I'm Jason Horton. And And this this is Ghost Town. Town. And you can find Ghost Town wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm a 29-year-old woman named Amanda. I played Bloody Mary as a young girl, age 12. Nothing happened, or so I thought. I opened a portal and allowed demons of witchcraft into my soul. I underwent an exorcism. It failed. My life has been a living hell ever since. I became addicted to drugs just so I can deal with my own murderous mind. I suffer from extreme mental problems now. The demons are speaking in tongues at all times now. I have to be careful about getting mad because they take control. My husband is being haunted by my demons now. I've suffered from postpartum psychosis and had to be institutionalized for about a month because I repeatedly had visions of slicing my baby's throat from ear to ear. And I've been in and out of mental institutions for the past year and I hate it so much. I didn't think I was capable of the thoughts that I'm having. I scare myself more and more every day with this thing I am becoming. Sometimes I feel like I'm truly disconnected from myself. A totally different person sometimes. Am I capable of murder as this other person? I'm truly hellbound. Yes, I am a former Satanist, but it all started with Bloody Mary. You all think it's a harmless child's game? But be warned, it's so much more. Don't open that portal. Children, please listen and be warned. This is not a game. Damn, what a cliffhanger, huh? One of the most evil queens in history. Boom, commercial. Boom, creepy ass story. This is what I'm here for, guys. I'm here to entertain you. (laughs) So, I'm about to drop some history bombs on you guys about Miss Bloody, if you nasty. History class, I remember when I was growing up, sucked. But when I got into high school, I became a little bit more interested in it because of my ninth grade teacher, Mr. Martin. Not to mention my dad was a history buff, so (laughs) between he and Mr. Martin, I was getting my history on. But it was a lot of fun with the two of them, you know what I mean? So um, anyways, they would make it fun because of how they tell the stories of what happened, you know what I mean? Then then things like uh, the Discovery Channel and uh, the Travel Channel, they started to intrigue me more because now it's all visual. I don't have to just read it, you know, (laughs) and as an adult... 
I am only into history if the person discussing it does it in a fun way, if I'm being honest with you. One of the reasons why I love drunk history is because it's fun. <laughs> but you learn so much. So anyways, why don't we go ahead and discuss the history of this bloody bitch. And uh, let's dig in, shall we? Okay, so there are different origins uh, stories for Bloody Mary. But today we're going to discuss my favorite origin. Now, when you hear who her family is, you'll recognize that this is actual history. Therefore, in my opinion, making her the true Bloody Mary. And don't, don't worry, I have a couple more Bloody Mary stories in this episode as well. Uh, this, <laughs> this is a, definitely a very interesting uh, topic to research. I, I tell you what. So let's go ahead and dive in. So Mary Tudor was born in Greenwich, uh, England on February 18th, 1516, which is a long ass fucking time ago. <laughs> so she didn't have any siblings and her parents were kind of, let's say famous. Ever heard of King Henry VIII? Yeah. Well, uh, he was the King of England at some point in history. All right. So suck on that as <laughs> well. That was her daddy and um, Queen Catherine of Aragon, born from a Spanish royalty in Spain, was her mom. So Mary was English and Spanish. So she was probably uh, considered exotic to men, I would assume, at this time in England, you know, as she got older. So she was also the only surviving child to a king with no male heir. Now, they apparently uh, Henry and Catherine had children before, but... Unfortunately, they all kind of died uh, young, uh, like young as children. Maybe they got sick or something or uh, she had stillborn babies. So uh, Mary was the only surviving, surviving child that they had. Now, daddy wasn't wild about this because, you know, 1500s and the king wanted, you know, a son. He wanted a male heir. Patriarch, patriarchy, patriarchy, patriarchy uh, kind of started a long time ago, my friends. But he did love his daughter when she was a kid. He just wanted a boy. Now, I think a lot of men probably feel that way. You know what I'm saying? They want a, they want a son, but not my dad. You know what I'm saying? He wanted a daughter. So I'm special, <laughs> you know. So her mother, uh, Queen Catherine, decided that uh, it was important to teach her daughter whatever it took uh, to take the throne because there were no male heirs. There were no there were no male heirs so to take the throne. So Catherine thought Mary should learn to speak Latin, uh, which is which at a time was considered a man's language. Patriarchy once again. <laughs> Look, if if a bitch wants to learn Latin in 2020, good luck stopping her. Although these days I don't know who the fuck she would talk to because not many people speak Latin fluently like that. But all right. Anyways, Mary's mother taught her Latin because she wanted her to be able to speak like the men did at this time. She wanted to be taken. She wanted Mary to be taken seriously. So Mary did what she had to do. You know, later on down the line, uh, her dad, Henry VIII fell in love with another woman who wasn't Mary's mom, the queen. So he dropped queen Catherine like a bad habit and married some other broad. Mm -hmm. So Henry was getting it in with a lot of bitches on the side. And if I'm being honest with you, I mean, times really haven't changed that much when it comes to the sanctity of marriage, has it? 
<laughs> people still doing that shit. Now, of course, as a child, Mary did not take her parents' divorce very well. Many people don't. But this was also at a time where divorce didn't really happen. It was, you know, considered a sin, I, I suppose. Now, people were were very religious and the death uh, till do you part, that was a real thing. Okay. <laughs> you ain't, you ain't getting divorced. <laughs> Not in this century, bitch. You know what I'm saying? So to make matters worse for Mary, she also had to, she also had to deal with a lot of physical ailments. She experienced extreme and severe menstrual cycles. I'm sorry, guys, if you're listening to this, we're about to talk about periods for like one second extreme severe menstrual cycles. Now, most likely today is probably known as endometriosis. I actually have a couple of friends who have that and it is extremely painful for them when they have their periods. And sometimes it's painful for them to have sex too. So it it, it sucks. Um, Her hormones were out of whack. She was in constant pain during her cycle. And when I say constant pain, I'm, I'm talking about constant recurring chronic pain. Okay. And she also had depression that she was dealing with as well. So there was, there was no such thing at this time as uh gynecologist at this time, no mitol, no pain relievers and ladies tampons or pads. Forget about that. There was no such thing. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> times was hard. So glad I wasn't born at that time frame. you know? So uh, tampons actually weren't even invented until 1816. And the menstrual pads, according to Google, didn't come out until 1888. So I am assuming that they just probably balled up some cloth down there and did what they could. I don't know. The point is things were extremely different back then. That's what I'm saying. So when we, when I started research, when we, I'm the only person here. When I started researching this, I was super, super hoping that this wasn't the real reason they called her Bloody Mary because that would be gross. I was like, all right, this one left real quick. (laughs) moving on let's get back to bloody so bloody mary's father king henry the eighth kicked out queen catherine and moved into and moved in a new dame a new bitch a new broad a new chick you know what i'm saying and bolin all right i think that's how you say her name now the pope refused to give him the divorce from the from queen catherine so he took it upon himself to divorce uh to divorce his own marriage he's like nah i mean i'm the king that's what i'm gonna do I'm divorced now. Can't nobody say shit to me. That that's pretty much what he did. Now together, Anne and uh, Anne and uh, King Henry VIII had a daughter named Elizabeth, who later on became Queen Elizabeth. And, damn, how old is that lady? I hope that's a different bitch. <laughs> it might be a different Queen Elizabeth. I mean, there's probably more than one Elizabeth in the world. I'm guessing. I don't know. Now Mary did not take. Uh, that marriage to to the other lady Anne very well and did not spend a lot of time with her mother Catherine. You know, uh, it's it said that after Henry married Anne, his relationship with his daughter declined and he would become really mean and, and neglectful to her and wouldn't allow her to see her mother. So it all starts here. Now, at this time, England was pretty much divided into two different religious beliefs. You know, you were either Protestant or you were Catholic. And the two groups of religious fanatics hated each other, hated each other. But this is also a time, uh, this is also a time when like religious and politics were tightly intertwined. Not to mention if you come across one and you were the opposite, 
there is a good chance you'd lose your life. So if, you, if you're a Catholic and you just walked up into like a Protestant bar or some shit, they'd be like, uh, no, bro, you can't be up in here. I'm going to decapitate you or some shit and vice versa. You know, and, and to be honest with you, shit has not changed that much. People still uh, persecute you because of your beliefs. It's ridiculous. <laughs> now, um, this I never really understood. I mean, I'm not a very religious person, but from what I understand, most religions are pretty much the same, just with different names for things, you know? So I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but soup's glad that I didn't grow up in the 1500s because, you know, Wi-Fi is pretty awesome. Also, I enjoy tampons. Well, maybe... <laughs> Maybe it's not awesome, but <laughs> tampons are definitely a necessity. All right. So Mary's mother, Queen Catherine, was Catholic. So she followed behind her mother's footsteps. But after King Henry VIII dumped her and ended their marriage, he switched sides. So he decided to become his own religion in a in a way. And this is when he opened up the new Church of England. So he, he, he on that Protestant shit, you know what I'm saying? He was like, Fuck my ex-wife, fuck all her beliefs. I don't give a shit if, if the Pope says I can't, if I can't have a divorce, I'm a, I'm a God among men. I'm going to divorce myself, build my own religion, build my own new church. And it's better than all the other churches in England. Uh, yeet. <laughs> I should try that in a British accent. Let me see this. <clears throat> fuck my ex-wife and all her beliefs. I don't give a shit that the Pope says I can't have a divorce. I'm a God among men and I will divorce myself and build my own religion. Yeah, I destroyed that. It was not very good. So Catholics were out. Catholics were out and Protestants are now in. So for Mary, that was very difficult as she was raised Catholic, you know, not to mention her mother was Catholic. So it was kind of like a nostalgic kind of thing too. you know, respect that your mom. You usually usually take the religion that your parents have. Usually. Anyways, I can imagine that the Pope was like, uh, what the fuck, bro? You know, because that's how the Pope speaks. And <laughs> the new Protestant um, Reformation made things so much harder for Mary and anyone who was Catholic. Now, I, I was raised Roman Catholic, you know, but I don't, I'm not, like I said, I'm not very religious, so. <laughs> and I have to say, many of the people in England were on Mary's side and thought that what, uh, what King Henry VIII did to her and her mother was fucking bullshit. They didn't, they didn't agree with him divorcing his wife and then changing the entire country's religion just because his F, just because his ex-wife uh, his ex-wife was Catholic. Now that is some petty ass shit, if you ask me. He separated England from the Catholic Church and built his own church just to piss off his ex. That's some petty ass shit. to put that clip in there if y'all want to go ahead and check out that song it's called petty af for those of you who don't know af stands for as fuck <laughs> and it's written by jam well it's actually performed by jam they are a um <laughs> they're not a real musical group but my friend heartbeat has a dope youtube channel and she makes music and things like that and so she got two of her friends to make a music video with this silly song that she wrote so check it out i put the link in the uh in the in the show notes all right so let's get back to miss mary it actually um it gets worse for mary now now that her younger half sister um has been born 
because oh yeah that's right uh king henry the eighth and Anne have a have a boo thing have a little baby a boo thing have a little baby named elizabeth like i said and uh she was born she, she's been born so she pretty much has been uh knocked down for the next uh heir to the throne to pretty much be to pretty much being a servant speaking of mary once her little sister was born they're like, oh, well, fuck you. <laughs> She's younger, cuter. You're a servant now. You know what I mean? Plus her mother is no longer the queen. So now Elizabeth was now destined to be the queen of the throne and was, and she was treated as such. And Mary was just pretty much forgotten. And it's a tale as old as time. Older women being replaced by younger women just because they're there. Hey, listen, old lady pride, damn it. Don't just put us aside. We still got it. Okay. Just because my titties are lower doesn't mean that I matter less. Y'all, y'all rude. Okay. So at this time in her life, um, Mary's father, King Henry, ignored her and gave her sister way more attention. And Mary was never really allowed to see her mother. So she was uh, ostracized within her own family and forgotten about. You know, she had a heart, not to mention, don't forget, guys, she had the horrible menstrual pains and was surrounded by a bunch of idiots who had no idea how to help her. But, you know, then again, 1500s and the doctors, they, the doctors at this time would just tell her, oh, this is just your usual pains. You'll be fine. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't know because, you know, he was a man idiot and also 1500s. Now, Mary herself was in pain all the time, whether it was emotionally, physically or mentally. She had no help. She had no support. Meanwhile, the townsfolk were angry with the king and blamed his new wife, Anne, for him abandoning the church and, and his people. Now, they probably hated him as much as most of us hate Trump. I'm, I'm, I'm almost probably just as much. So <laughs> things are not looking up for him in that sense. Now, England missed Queen Catherine. They adored Mary and completely loathed the new Queen Anne, which makes a lot of sense because their way of life was changing and not for the better, supposedly, you know. So Queen, um, Queen, um, what's her name? Anne, <laughs> I forgot to say her name for a second. Queen Anne was considered to be the great whore, the great whore and a homewrecker, whereas Mary was seen as innocent and sweet, you know what I mean? So I like the way, this is completely off topic, but I really like the way that Frank from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia says whore. It's whore, whore. I don't know. He does it so well. Now, Mary, uh, <laughs> moving on, Mary even refused to acknowledge the fact that there was a new queen in town. She was, she was on the same side um, as England was, you know, and they saw her as their rebellious hero. Now, it kind of goes along the, uh, along along the way from, um, from what we think of her today. I mean, it, we don't really like her now. We're terrified of her now, but in the beginning, at one point she was loved. She was respected, you know, but we will get to, we'll get to that in a moment. Um, as to why she's called bloody Mary very soon. Now let's fa let's fast forward a bit. Mary's mother, Catherine dies and this devastates Mary. She really didn't want to stay in England anymore and wanted to go to Spain where her mother was born. Okay, so get ready for some drama because I have some tea to spill about Queen Anne and her weird ass family. Now, later on down the line, King Henry VIII decides to divorce Anne, but 
Not only that, he ended up eventually executing her. Yeah, King Henry uh, killed his wife. Sometimes that be happening, you know what I'm saying, with kingdoms and shit. I don't know. I never lived in one. Now, remember, when I told you that the people of England didn't like her, well, they weren't the only ones and had a lot of enemies. And she had, um, she had enemies in high places, too. Now, rumors were spread that she was adulterous and even, get this, incestuous. Yeah, gross. But again, 1500s. I think a lot of people were. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to have sex with my cousin. Why not? <laughs> 1500s. Okay. Now it was said that she used to sleep with her brothers, Ugh. but I, I couldn't find if this was true or just rumors because once again, 1500s, it's not like they had security cameras to catch this, like this crazy shit, <laughs> you know, but if so, they probably would have been on like Jerry Springer or Jenny Jones or something like that. I don't know. But at this time, rumors were enough. All you had to do was say something. I mean, that think, look at the Salem witch trials, you know, uh, a bitch knows how to heal people using plants, Witch, witch, witch. they burn her at the stake. It's just how it is. <laughs> you know? Now, remember, um, you guys remember the Salem witch trials. It, it didn't take much to be called a witch. Once the rumor started, there was a good chance you would be killed, especially women during this time. Now the men, the men that, um, and supposedly slept with, uh, they were related to her. That was kind of gross. I feel like the king was, may have been disgusted by that, even though it was the 1500s. So King Henry VIII executed her brothers Anne and herself. Yeah, 1536. That is when Anne was killed. That was a lot. Okay. So this really didn't change much for Mary. Her father wanted Mary to recognize that she was illegitimate and his marriage to her mother, Catherine was indeed unlawful. At least it was in his eyes. Now she pretty much, Mary was pretty much forced to sign a declaration saying this because if she didn't sign it, there was a good chance that she would be executed. I mean, he just killed his wife. Why wouldn't he kill his daughter? You know what I'm saying? So (laughs) not to mention Anyone who supported Mary publicly or even privately could have also been executed. All right. So Mary did what she had to do. She signed the declaration and signing the declaration after she did that, her father was willing to accept her back into the family. And in doing this, she is now back in the line of succession, meaning that she now has the opportunity to be queen in the future. Now, her father was extremely busy going through bitches and didn't really pay much attention to Mary because he was busting nuts all over the place. But there, <laughs> there didn't seem to be an urgency in marrying off his only, his first daughter. I don't want to say only daughter, but his first daughter. So Mary was single for a long ass time and didn't have no children. Okay. But finally, one of the women that King Henry VIII was, you know, stooping it to, he married, he married her. And uh, she gave him the son he always wanted. Now we're entering stage left, Prince Edward VI. Oh, snap. <laughs> now Mary went from first in, the, in the, uh, first in line to the throne to second. And uh, his daughter Elizabeth from his second wife, Anne, was now number three. Third in line for the throne, because you know. I guess because Mary's older. I don't really know how they decide this. 
Now, when King Henry died, Henry VIII, um, Mary was 31 years old and her half-brother Edward was now nine years old. Guess what happened? Yeah, that nine-year-old bastard ran England with the help of his uh, Protestant advisors, meaning England continued the Protestant teachings and beliefs. Now, Mary, of course, was still having a difficult time because she was struggling with her religious beliefs, her faith, the stress of being a part of, of this insane family and whatever that entailed, you know, and let's not forget her very painful menstrual periods. And as I said before, that could have been what we know now as today as endometriosis. So it definitely took a toll on her. Can you imagine a, a child running a country? I, I mean, I guess we can. It's, it's happening right now. <laughs> Soon, Edward dies. Edward dies at the age of 15 and 15 53. Okay. So <laughs> this meant that it was finally Mary's turn, uh, who was Catholic, remember, to become queen. But Edward's last dying breath was that his cousin, who was also Protestant, would be queen, of, would be the queen of England, the next one. So her name was Lady Jane Grey, but she only ruled the queen. Uh, she was only uh, queen for about nine days, not even two weeks, you know, so that didn't work out. But see, Mary had minions, okay? And they rose to support her. And they and, and they wanted her to become queen, so they made it happen. So with their support, Mary took over the throne at the age of 37. And the people of England were excited as fuck and that she was finally the queen because they loved her mother, Queen Catherine, so much and her religious views so much. You know, remember, they, want, they all wanted to be Catholic. They didn't want to do that Protestant shit. You know what I'm saying? So... But little did they know, Mary at this time now, as an adult, was full of anger and resentment due to how she was treated as a child. But now that she's queen, maybe it's time to get revenge. Maybe it's time to get the respect that she thought she deserved. Hello, hello. Welcome to Conversations with Gory Summers, where I discuss mental health surrounding different aspects of life, such as parenthood, love, sex, childhood, goals, and so on. Come and join your girl and share some experiences to give a slice of life. Let's share, laugh, and most of all, express yourself. Hope to see you there. I was away at camp in the Pacific Northwest on an island called Anacortes. There were six of us, and we were giggling and running in the dark, and the only way that we could see anything was from a small flashlight one of us girls brought. We finally made it to the bathroom, though the girls were really starting to freak each other out. The bathroom wasn't much better than our cabin, and this girl Jessica came up with the idea to play bloody mary i was the first to agree and the other four girls didn't want to be labeled as scaredy cats so they nodded their heads that they were in jessica turned off the lights and switched off the flashlight so the only light coming in the bathroom was from the lights of the nearby can cabins i personally wasn't scared at all so i went straight to the mirror and said, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. 
Bloody Mary. And we waited. Nothing. I was about to laugh the whole thing off when for no reason the mirror cracked right in front of our eyes. The girls screamed and ran out as fast as they could, but I I was frozen. I was actually scared for the first time in my life and I felt like my legs were paralyzed and I I I couldn't stop staring at the crack in the mirror as if it was always there and we just noticed it. I tried to slow my breathing down when for a flash of a second I saw something move in the mirror as if someone was standing right behind me. My legs unfroze and I ran. I ran in the dark, tripping, falling, scraping my knees, anything to get back to my cabin. By the next morning, we were all laughing and talking as if we had just defeated a giant. But I still get freaked out whenever I think about that mirror cracking. Creepy. Okay, so why don't we go ahead and get back to this vengeful bitch named Mary, shall we? (laughs) Oh, there's my neighbor's dog chiming in once again. All right, first step in Mary becoming queen and being queen was to restore the Catholic faith and to make sure anyone who made her life miserable before she was queen would meet their fate, especially those of the Protestant faith. Now, this bitch committed mass executions. I'm talking hundreds of people. She burned most of them at the stakes. Now, I got to be honest with you, that's a horrible fucking way to die being burned alive. So that, yeah, she really, really soon becomes soups unpopular, like hella unpopular. And people were just, they weren't feeling her anymore, which makes a lot of sense to me because she's going around killing people all willy nilly. You know what I'm saying? So while she was going around killing everyone, she did manage to find time to marry. Yeah, this dude from Spain. And um, and remember, I told you earlier that her mother, Catherine, is also from Spain. That's where she was born. So anyways, she decided to marry Philip II of Spain. And uh, she did this to further tie the Catholic faith to England. Uh, but, you know, people weren't really too happy about that, marrying outside the country, you know, it's a little thing. But her marriage... Well, it was trash. Her marriage was trash because she loved him more than he loved her. And it didn't help that there were rumors going around that he was being a man He was like dipping his pen in the company ink and the next door ink, uh, the ink down the street. He was just pow, 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 pussy every day. Um, <laughs> okay. I mean, Queen Mary, she... She wasn't attractive, okay? She wasn't. She wasn't. But still, vows are vows, all right? She wasn't cute no more. Vows are vows. And he, he knew what that bitch looked like before he married her. So I'm I'm thinking that he probably married her for the money. But it was not about love or looks. <laughs> it's about that sh- money. Bruh, everybody was taking, a sh- was, was talking shit about her. Everybody was talking shit about her. Everyone. And uh, they would... The way they would describe Queen Mary, I got to be honest with you, she did 
not sound very attractive. Now, according to YouTube channel, The Infographic Show, there was a Spaniard who described her as not pretty at all. She had low and fragile structures instead of fat. She was, she had super white hair with some blonde in there. Homegirl was missing eyebrows. Just, just didn't have any, just no eyebrows, just none. Plus she didn't have any style and wasn't getting any younger. You know what I'm saying? Not to mention she used religion as a weapon. So I, I'm, I'm just saying, but he knew all this before he married her. I would assume. I, I don't know how it works at that time. Maybe she just picked up a club and hit him over the head and was like, you, you're mine now. I, I don't know how they did things like that, but <laughs> I just feel like gross. <laughs> now I, there's my neighbor's dog again. God damn it. I hate when he does this. Now, of course, this was very difficult for Mary because she did not receive a lot of love from her father when she was growing up. And she was in love with a man who couldn't keep it in his pants. So, I mean... She was a bitch for a reason, but took that shit too far, in my opinion. But you know, soon Mary received good news as she started to gain some weight. Her cycle had stopped and her boobs started getting bigger. And you guys know what that means. Mm-hmm. She may be with child. She pregnant. Or as the, I think they say this in England, she found herself pregnant. <laughs> now, hopefully... She and, um, uh, hopefully she's brain we'll see. So she and the kingdom celebrated the news that they, that they, they, they celebrated the news and they had what you would now call a block party. That's pretty much what happened. Just drinking in the streets with styrofoam cups full of Hennessy and Coke. And in the other hand, a paper plate overloaded with food that's way too heavier than the plate is made for. But they did this 1500 style, you know what I'm saying? So... <laughs> But unfortunately, a baby never arrived and it was assumed that uh, maybe she had a tumor that looked like she could be pregnant. But unfortunately, a baby never arrived. And it was that's what that's what the assumption was. Or perhaps she wanted to be pregnant so badly that her body began to mimic the symptoms of pregnancy. Now, this is known as phantom pregnancy or well, excuse me while I destroy the scientific name of this, but pseudo, I think it's called pseudocysis, pseudocysis. Let me, let me, hold up. Let me ask Alexa. This bitch knows things. Alexa, what is another word for phantom pregnancy? Here's something I found on Wiktionary. Phantom pregnancy is a noun meaning pseudocysis. Ah, pseudocysis. That's what I was trying to say. I, I really fucked that up. Thank you, Google. <laughs> okay. So I feel like if you're, if they're going to have, if you're going to, I feel like if they're going to be this many people accusing her of not having a baby, which there were, uh, not accusing her of not, but accusing her of lying of having a baby because they waited for like nine months and nothing popped out. They're like, where's, where's our new heir? Where's the new King slash queen? Where's the baby? Where is it? <laughs> you know, so the townsfolk didn't believe her. Some people thought she had a tumor. Some people thought she was just lying. It was a whole thing, but I feel like there's going to be so many dudes now accusing the girlfriends of having like the pseudocysis now. Like, nah, nah, son, you ain't pregnant, baby. Now you got that pseudocysis, baby. That's all that is. Either that or the baby's not mine. I don't know. 
but you got that pseudosciences, nigga. That's what you got. You got that pseudosciences. <laughs> oh, let me stop. I just gave every man listening to this podcast episode an excuse. All right. Anyways, people started to believe that Mary wasn't actually pregnant, like I said, but there were, there was really nothing they can do about it. But wait, because remember, we're in the 1500s and there's no such thing as pregnancy tests or even blood tests to find out whether uh, someone is pregnant or not. Now, the first pregnancy test technically was like, I don't know, 1927, it was late 20, late 1920s. Uh, and by this German scientist, uh, he would inject a woman's urine into a rat. And if it went into heat, it meant that she was pregnant or some shit like that. I don't know. I, di- I didn't dive too deep into that one because uh, it's gross. But the home pregnancy test uh, that you all know and love didn't come out into the shelves until about 1970s. But when you think about it in the 1920s, when they discovered that urine uh, could help figure out whether or not a woman was pregnant. So that was the first step. Just super glad we're not peeing on rats anymore because that's a little much. Now, moving on, the kingdom of England was waiting patiently for this baby to be delivered. And there were a lot of service uh, women and servants and stuff hired on standby just in case she really was pregnant so they could help her with the delivery. Uh, there was a nursery with awesome rich white people shit in it. You know, that was built. Uh, people were, <laughs> people were ready for this baby, but a baby never came. And Mary would insist that she was pregnant. She just insisted, you know, and she was clearly in denial because a- after about two false pregnancies, it became very clear that she would not be able to carry a child, meaning there will be no heir to the throne that she created. So this meant her younger half-sister Elizabeth would be the next queen, which Mary fucking hated because she loathed her little sister Elizabeth. Now I couldn't find anything, uh, at least during this uh, research, that Elizabeth did every- anything to to Mary that would make her hate her so much, but you know, maybe it's because Elizabeth was treated nicer than she was. I don't know. Elizabeth, you know, I I have no idea. I really don't know. (laughs) I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Elizabeth was treated as if she was the heir to the throne, whereas Mary was treated like servant trash. Not to mention Elizabeth was younger than her and she was gorgeous. So there was probably a natural hatred of her that sadly a lot of women have for each other. But that's probably not why, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to say every woman is a vengeful, jealous bitch, but that bitch who lives down the street from me, I cannot stand her. She is gorgeous. She's probably a whore and she's prettier than me. So fuck her. (laughs) So Mary, uh, she dies in 1558, most likely from ovarian cancer. Being that this was the 1500s, there was no treatment for her endometriosis, nor did anyone know what endometriosis was. Okay. So this, this could have led to ovarian cancer. So Queen Elizabeth, uh, the first is running shit. Now she's running the show and the people of England didn't really give a shit. (laughs) They didn't didn't really care that Mary was dead because she was going around killing everybody. She could, you know I mean? She was rude. She was crude. She was just not the same Mary that they, they knew and loved, you know? So at Mary's last request was that she be buried next to her mother, 
Queen Elizabeth, and they didn't even do that. They ended up burying her next to Queen Elizabeth I after she died, her little sister. So it doesn't, it really doesn't help that Elizabeth's monument was big as fuck and looks way better than Mary's. They gave her like an eternal fuck you to her, you know? <laughs> I can't even imagine being hated that much. They, they, they literally gave her a, a slab of black marble and under it, it says Bloody Mary. <laughs> that is her, that's her, that, 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 that's her uh, grave thingy. That's what they do. So yeah, um, her life sucked. She was ignored as a child after her father ch- uh, cheated on her mother and pretty much exiled her. She watched her dad bang a bunch of women trying to get a boy, watched her husband bang a bunch of women. Her religious beliefs were being, uh, they were under attack. And she, when she finally got some power, she decided to become a bitch. So she couldn't, she couldn't find love, happiness, and she couldn't have children. Uh, one thing is for certain, we definitely understand how and why she earned that nickname, Bloody Mary. Some friends and I were over at my grandma's house and we all went to the bathroom. We had several candles burning. Several girls were chanting Bloody Mary in that bathroom when there was a brilliant flash of light. And we all saw a very old, scary woman that looked like her flesh was rotting off, standing there in the bathroom with us. You could smell the most horrible smell of that rotting flesh in that bathroom. And then the old woman was gone. I know from then on, I was scared to go back into that bathroom. Never did. About four months later, my friend Amber wrecked her car and she kept telling her mom and dad and me that Bloody Mary was there in the car with her just before she wrecked and that Bloody Mary had grabbed the steering wheel and caused her to wreck. Just a short time later, Amber was found drowned in the bathroom upstairs in her parents' house. I know I have always wondered if Bloody Mary actually killed Amber. I promise you, this is a true story and it terrifies me. Look, I'm gonna agree with you. I don't like that one. Okay. My name is in it. And according to this story, I drowned in the bathroom at my parents' house and that's ridiculous and I don't like it. So <laughs> I don't need, I don't need that being put out into the world. All right. So I might need to stop by a church real quick, say some prayers and whatnot. Cause I don't like it. <laughs> hey gamer, my trusted companion, confidant slash spirit animal. I don't know if I can convey to the audience how great this podcast is within 60 seconds. Wait, what? I mean, yeah, it's called the OD Podcast because all the information and things you may learn here may cause you overdose. What? I mean, yeah, if you come here with an open mind, heart, perspective, you'll leave with everything plus some laughter. Yeah. What? What'd you say? I mean, yeah, we talk about everything under the sun, around the sun, and in the cosmos. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Huh? What? And yeah, it's a perfect place to work on your verbal roundhouses. Damn it, I chose wisely. You heard him here, folks. All right? Here at the OD Podcast, where doses may vary, you get everything you need to become a better person and less of a jerk. All right? Come join us. We promise you'll learn and leave with something amazing. We love you. Come stay with us. 
if there's anything that you take from this podcast episode, it's don't be a bitch and, and don't kill people because of their religious beliefs. Okay. Just don't, don't do those things. <laughs> Unfortunately, that is something that the world has been dealing with for centuries, killing people who are different from you. It sucks. It really does. Also guys, eyebrows are important. They help show what your emotions are. So take good care of those professionally silly life rules. Uh, <laughs> also God bless science and, uh, tampons. You know, we, <laughs> we learned a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> we learned a lot today and sometimes it can be fun learning something especially when it's when it's done in a comedic way yeah so thank you uh podcast world thank you totally I, I really do wish that I had a that I had like podcasts exist when I was in high school like if, if podcasts existed when I was in high school or middle school and college man it would have been a lot easier <laughs> it really would have been shout out to uh the YouTube channel the infographic show I'm going to go ahead and also shout out the YouTube channel Dame Saturday for their Bloody Mary voice that we heard earlier today. Obviously, Wikipedia and the occultmuseum.com for the Bloody Mary stories. All of these sites and or YouTube channels uh, played a part in this episode being as awesome as it was. Haha. So if you're if you're new to this podcast, I um I certainly hope that you enjoyed yourself and maybe even learned a little something. Yeah. Also, if you guys decide to uh, play the Bloody Mary game, please email me at itsprofessionallysilly at gmail.com and uh, let me know what happens because that would be a dope ass episode. So let me know. Or maybe you have another story that you would like to share. I cover so many topics here, so there's always room for whatever you want to share. Make sure that you guys let me know in the email if you want to be anonymous or not. Just want to remind you about that. Uh, shout out to my loyal returning listeners. You guys are the shit and you're the ones that keep me going with this podcast. Knowing that you guys are waiting every week for a new one. That makes me feel awesome. I feel all needed and wanted and shit. Thank you. (laughs) I can't wait to earn more new listeners. I'm really excited about that. So yeah. Speaking of which, um, don't forget to leave a five-star rating and written review on Apple podcast to help to help me get a little closer to my goal. You know what I mean? I want to, I, w- I want to taste, mm, I want to taste exact of that success. Mm, yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh man. So, um, let's do a, a quick, uh, podcast shout out corner, a little PSC real quick. Uh, so I, I've been listening to a new true crime podcast that I just had to shout out again, because <laughs> I believe I mentioned it. Uh, I mentioned this podcast when we did the Anthony Sowell uh, episode last week. Uh, so I want to go ahead and shout out Cases of Color. And this is hosted by Randy Jackson. Uh, J- Jackson. I was going to say that because it's not my fault. Randy Johnson. <laughs> Another dope-ass solo podcaster. And on her podcast, she, she covers missing persons, unsolved cases, and cases where the conclusion still raises questions involving people of color. You know, she brings light to the stories that are often, you know, pushed to the side or left untold and uncared for. So she's fire. She just started this podcast last year and in my opinion is doing a fantastic fucking job. So if you're into true crime, make sure you guys check out the podcast Cases of Color. Also, guys, I've got myself a P.O. Box as well. So feel free to snail mail a bitch. P.O. Box 29892. 
uh, Los Angeles, California, 90029. Feel free to call in about any episode of Professionally Silly that you have heard. Uh, so you can do it through the Anchor app or you can just call slash text my Google voice number for a chance to be featured on my podcast. Uh, 805-664-1828. 805-664-1828. And let's be honest, and let's face it, no one, no one's really used it, so you will definitely be featured on my podcast if I ever get any messages. Uh, <laughs> I'm still on the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to podcasts, so... I hope you guys will help me out by leaving those reviews so that I can climb my way to success, you know? Oh, yeah. And don't forget to follow the um, this podcast on Instagram and Twitter at It's Pro Silly, I-T-S-P-R-O-S-I-L-L-Y. Pictures uh, for this episode will be up on IG. Uh, you can tweet me on Twitter and share your opinions about my older episodes if you want to. You know, so, you know, check out the show notes. I got lots of bonus information down there, like my social media stuff. I mean, I got TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, two YouTube channels. Well, I don't know how long TikTok is going to be available, but I got it right now. (laughs) I've got a YouTube channel that's also called Professionally Silly. Make sure you check that out. Lots of fun. Very different from this. And the other one is called Paranormal Blacktivity. I'll make sure I put the links to both of those uh, channels in the description box because your girl, you know, I'm chasing a lot of dreams, y'all. Podcasts, YouTube channels. What, what are we doing? What's going on? <laughs> but I, I do hope that one day I can, I can catch at least one of those bad boys. One day, oh, that'd be dope. Once again, guys, I'm your audible boot thing, Amber Smiles Jones, and thank you so much for listening to the professionally silly station here on Anchor FM, where I take my silliness seriously. Until next time, my loves, watch where you step because there are pieces of shit everywhere. No idea why I said it like that. (laughs) I'll see you guys next week.